Can you hear us? I could see you. I don't think so. I can't. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Hi, we're here. And queer. Get used to it. It's Eve Saint Croissant. <laughs> and Persia. How are you doing, Persia? I'm all right. How are you? Ugh, I am here. I a little update on me. You know, Wait, I can't hear you. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. I can hear you. Okay, now I okay. can hear you too. A little update on me. I have been trying really hard to work on myself. Uh, I'm celebrating a month and three weeks sobriety now. Maybe it's two months. I'll ask my therapist. I can't quite remember. I've been um, on antidepressants for a long time. Um, down? Yeah. There okay. You go. And I just um, got my health insurance ran out. So I'm in um, open enrollment right now. And it's so daunting, girl. I know. I You were telling me yesterday and we were going to call our mayor... But we're still trying to figure out this this radio station thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how to do that quite yet. But yeah, maybe next maybe next next um next show we'll, we need to call her or yeah. her office and be like, hey, what's up with us poor people? How are you helping us? How are you making things better for us? Um, because you know, there's all these promises and we're still here, we're still queer, and we're still hella poor. Um, mo- working multiple jobs and, you know, I'm tired. Paying <laughs> rents that are like between 1 and 1.5K. <laughs> trying to... If you're lucky. A, I know, right? <laughs> a therapist, that's like um, hundreds I know. of dollars I know. a month. And then I'm looking at this like covered California thing. It's like you can pay out of based off of my income level, you can pay $476 minimum a month out of pocket. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to afford that? Or you could pay like 200 to 370 something dollars, but then you have to pay a $70 copay, co-pay every time. Like, what? And you know, they always get you because I've been go. I have Kaiser and I'm very like, pr- like privilege of like having Kaiser through my work. Mm-hmm. But I, a month or so ago, I was going constantly because I got I was enrolled in prep and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I had to do all the things like go talk to someone and then that's copay. Then you get the blah, blah, blah. That's copay. But then through Kaiser, I had this like, you know, um, there's this program that helps you, but pay for prep and, you know, going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. But so I'm lucky in that way. But before that, I was paying out of pocket. So I was going to the doctor and I'm like, okay, here's another $50. Here's another $50. Oh, uh, I need blood work. Oh, more money and more money. And, you know, it's just, yes, it's our health. And yes, I'm going to pay it. But, you know. It's not easy. It's not. It's not. Well, that's boring, I guess. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what else is going on with you? Oh, girl. I Saturday, I did the Dia de los Muertos at Brava Theater. Oh, yeah. And that is one of my favorite things to do. How uh, many years have you been doing it? Um, I think this is my fourth, maybe? Mm. Third? Fourth? And this year, we had um, 
the whole the big space at Brava Theater and because last year we had the little um uh it's the cabaret and it's really small but this year we had the big stage and so it was full house tons of performances you know from kids that go on first graders second graders uh from the community and um all, all sorts of performances it was so beautiful and you know how I can cry because you know I'm a <laughs> my sinus. I know I'm Mexican. And I've been watching too many novelas, skin. and I'm a cancer. And um, me too. I know. And so I literally almost cried every time, every performance. It was just so beautiful, and I'm so privileged and happy that they invite me every year to host. And this year in particular was really special because I had like little toddlers and or like little first graders or whatnot come up to me after the show and they're like you're the best host ever and I was like get out of here you make me cry and then like like grandma's coming up to me wanting to take my picture it was it was such a um beautiful moment cool I did a drag queen story hour over the weekend that was cute where girl it was at mapa mundi kids mm-hmm. um in noe valley where you work <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i hooked that up for myself i get um, it girl hustle but yeah i you know we love doing that i think it's been over four years since the program started you were the first i was the second yep, yep honey yep. mahogany was the third mm-hmm. and then did i can't remember if that was the first part and then we added i think panda dulce and black benatar were in that first thing but it's so blown up since then i know i know and i'm so excited i have a whole bunch of like drag queen story hours coming up uh in the next few weeks and then uh in december too um but guess what happened, girl, today? Why? <gasps> so I told you that I am going to be in this show at Brava Theater. Oh, yes. You got uh, your script. January 28th uh, through February 2nd. Mm-hmm. And is the untold Selena story. Uh, and so... What's that? What does that entail? So a lot of people don't know this side of Selena. Um, she used to actually work with drag queens. And so it's that story that's going to be told. And I'll be playing a drags, drag queen, Selena. Really? <laughs> yes. And oh I, my got, God. I just got my script, girl. Is it? I'm having my J-Lo moment and I need to like make sure I kill Where is it. Where's it going to be? At Brava Theater. Oh, you probably said that and I wasn't yes. paying attention. Of course, like always. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I got my... Again, it's going to be in the Bra- uh, Brava Theater, <laughs> in the cabaret. Get your tickets. Um, yeah, but when's the date? The date. Uh, like I said, it was <laughs> January 28th through February 2nd. Jeez, girl, pay attention. Do you need me to slap your head a little bit to wake yeah. up? Oh, God, where's where's our babrosh? Anyway, coffee for you now. Um <clears throat> So, yes, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. I just printed out the script, and ooh, girl, that is a thick script. Oh, um, but I'm extremely excited. I'm going to be working with uh, Richard Montoya, which is one of the uh, originators of um, Culture Clash, mm-hmm. and also the amazing, funny, funny girl, funny woman, funny lesbian, Marga, Marga Gomez. Gomez. Yes! 
Yes, I'm so excited. So this is why I'm going to work with my friend Lori Bushman, Mm -hmm. who is not only a really good friend of mine, but she also does uh, sing-alongs at the Castro Theater, and she's also my co-worker at Casa. And she is, you know, a, a... professional actress mm. and so since i am not she <laughs> is although i have been in many many shows um i'm having her like really um help me because yeah, this is an important role it, it really is know. and i'll be working with real like legit actors you know yeah. and i don't want to just be oh my gosh i can't a simple wait to drag see queen. <laughs> but i know me too i'm so excited but so yeah girl that's that's pretty much the update on on me okay um do you want to talk about our special guest today yeah well first of all we kind of um set and we we decided that this would be kind of a thematic show we're still getting our bearings and i think it makes sense um at the time of year we are right now to start setting intentions for me you know it's been a lot about um withdrawing within bettering myself in a lot of ways learning to deal with obstacles more so setting intentions for the future and since i like alliteration it's also including psychics and sisterhood i know and what with mucho mucho amor Rest in peace, Walter oh. Mercado. Yes. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> I was about... talking to Persia yesterday. <laughs> I didn't know who Walter... What is their last name? Mercado. Oh, girl, I can't believe you're my friend. I know. I <laughs> she... thought it was Carolina Herrera. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I mean, beautiful both, but no, I can't with you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, going back... Actually, uh, we've, ha- we've talked about Walter Mercado before, but again... She uh, never listens, so that probably wasn't paying attention. She never does. <laughs> <laughs> but back to sisterhood, we yeah. have our sister coming up next, Jalen, mm. Miss J. Come in, the in house. girl. Oh, oh, ah, girl. Put on, get on the mic, girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Put on your headphones. Can you hear me? Oh wait. Hold wait. On. Let's see. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, yes. uh, yes. Hi. How are you, girl? Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you, girl. Miss Persia, your body of work. Shut up. <laughs> your body of work. <laughs> girl, are you singing in this? Is this a musical? <laughs> you swear, girl. <laughs> you know she can't sing. <laughs> I can't sing. That's you, so... Ooh, ooh, I didn't uh, say she couldn't sing. Oh, see all this shit up in here. I can't. Oh, 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 I knew Lord. this was gonna happen. Is there <laughs> enough space for all this personality? Oh, good Lord! Isekasan. Oh, she thought it was Katarina Herrera. <laughs> I cannot. No. People of the world, people who are listening, uh, those two, three uh, people who are listening, this is how it is when we're together. It's insane all the time. <laughs> yes. I know. And um, I brought a little something for you. You did? You yes. did? Girl? Yeah, I'm ready. <gasps> alabare, alabare. Oh. <laughs> and so sing, extra. girl, sing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to sing. Persia, wait. It's the magic tambourine. Yes, I, I, that's from <laughs> that's from my old job. 
Tax and Gate Kids. Oh my God. May they rest in peace too. Spice Queers! Yes, it's Spice Queers! Speaking of yes. Spice Queers, my favorite memory that stands out the most is all three of us being in Reno for. Yes. We were all nominated for various courts of. Um, winter ball like the queen of winter ball mm-hmm. and um i lost i lost too <laughs> well because i didn't know a lot of people she does I, <laughs> she popular girl i know <laughs> the body of work over here got her a crown <laughs> <laughs> but we we i mean me and you knew each other Jalen. yeah but i feel like Persia, that was kind of like the integration of our friendship. We were all in the pool. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, I knew I had heard from someone that you like the Spice Girls a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember Jalen like coming out of the pool and then we were kind of like all in the corner. And I'm like, we should start like this girl group called the Spice Queers. Want to do it? Us three. And then... Um, Lil Miss Hot Mess was there and then Siobhan wasn't there but we all were like Siobhan's yeah, gonna do it <laughs> um, and that was that's that, the five what do you, what years do you ago. call that again what the do you wine. mean like, um that that's what we call it <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about you know when the water starts turning really fast and then right in the middle of it is the uh whirlpool <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that was the beginning <laughs> of a beautiful, <laughs> beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yes, a beautiful we shady friendship. Oh, I know. Totally, <laughs> we have to throw so much shade to each I other. I know. Oh, someone's calling. Oh, 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 oh no! Wait, I forgot how to do. Oh it. Lord, here. Do you just do this? Okay. Do they know the number to call? Um, apparently someone does. Do you know what it is? Tell them. them. Okay. So if you want to call, uh, the phone number is 415-550-0511. So I know. So I don't know. (laughs) But yes, girl. So So ask a question so they uh, can call. uh, Update us, girl. We'll ask, uh, we'll ask in a second. Tell us what you've been up to. I mean, I know, but the people want to know. The people want to know. Well, I just got back to town. I know, girl. I've been like all over the place. I know, girl. I was back east and girl, it's getting cold. Ooh, the seasons are changing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. Uh, I mean, I saw. I went to, I saw you in... in New I know Jersey. you came out to New Jersey. <laughs> I know, girl. I never knew I was going to visit that place, but I did. That shit was scary. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. It's not California. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, wait, girl. What happened? I don't I don't know. I couldn't really understand. I didn't know what was happening, but oh. it wasn't for us. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so, so we're here live in the mission. Yes, yeah. we are. And did you know that they're opening a Target by my house? Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's not sponsored by Target yet. (laughs) I was like, oh, that went out quick. I know, girl. Oh, it's... It's, I know I saw like the little Starbucks is in there. Yeah, there's a Starbucks. Is there product in there? CVS Pharmacy. Yeah, it's totally packed. Oh, damn. When does it open? Uh, very soon. <gasps> Girl. Oh, oh, it's ringing. Oh, it's <laughs> ringing again. Do you want me to get it? Yeah, I okay. don't get it. I don't understand. 
Um, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So what has been, like, let's give everyone an update on how you've yes. been, girl. Like, where have you been? Yeah, what has I've been going been, like, on? all over the place, just, like, trying to get my okay, stuff together. Oh, Who is we're gonna this? we're gonna go live. Hello. With this phone call. Oh, then I hang up. You hung up. No. Oh. oh. Hello. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Hello. Did I hang up? <laughs> we're so. We don't know what the. We're heck having we're technical doing. difficulties. Oh, they're calling oh. back. Oh, they're calling back. Okay. okay. Sorry, I hung up. Let me try this one more time. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, who is this? This is George Takei. I was just talking with Persia. Oh my god. <laughs> who is this again? George Takei. Oh my god. Hello. Well, hello. How are you today? Hello, Eves and Persia. Very nice to talk to you. This is George Takei. <laughs> Do you want to say hi to our special guest, Miss Jalen? Yes. Hi. How are you? Why are you calling us today? I'm calling from San Francisco. Yes. Just for the day. Oh, awesome. So, how's your day in San Francisco? It's very cold today. (laughs) Well, you know, the rainbow still shines through. Oh my god, I can't believe you called. This is not George Takei, this is Amo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, oh my I just god. wanted to wish all of you a wonderful holiday season. Oh, yes. thank you. Thank you. Oh my. I'm such a fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh. Amo who plays George Takei and oh. the live version, version of Star Trek. Star Trek, yes. And Oasis. Yes. Are you still at work? Uh, no, I'm visiting. (laughs) (laughs) We're the same character. I love it. All right. Well, I'll be enjoying the. Thanks for calling. Thank Thank you you for calling. Don't be, don't be a stranger. We love you, George. So next call. What would the number be for the caller to call? Do you remember? Okay, thanks. Yeah. So Thank if anyone wants to... Bye, bye. George. If anyone wants to call in, our number is 415-550-0511. I feel like that has been quite a packed 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> I think it's time to take a break. I know. Oh, okay. And up next, let's introduce our next guest... Astro Sagas. Girl. <laughs> I can't. Okay, let's play a little something. Yeah. 
big spender. Spend a little time with me. Mmm. Ah! <laughs> it's been months. It's been months. Anyway, let's bring out our guest, Astro Saras. Astro Saga. Hi. Hi. Astro hey. Saga. Hi. How's it going? Good. It's going. Good. For those of you who are just joining us, Astro Sagas is the astrolo- astrologist of the queer. Yes. yes. And the Latinos. I do. I can't believe you don't know who Otar Mercado is. I know. Are you oh. so mad at me? Uh, no, I'm, I'm mad at her. I know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we can even accept you right now in this room. <laughs> just toss you up. I'm going to have to give you like but a really big background. We're going to have to watch some YouTube later because we can get like really deep with the one. I know. I'm, I'm very like so energy. late. But no. it's so good to like not pretend I'm someone who I'm not. I mm-hmm. really. Yeah, do. that's true. Uh, let's. And we all heard it here. She does not listen. So. <laughs> Because this one's always telling me about astrology. I found out what my numerology. Yeah, that too. And I am something Gemini and then something Virgo. I forgot. But because of this one, Yves Saint Croissant. I'm a cancer. I heard there's a lot of cancer. I know, right right here. Cancer, cancer, Leo. Well, when when people (laughs) ask me what sign I am, I always say Leo. Because I'm Leo. There you go. There you go. Leo. Leo. So, how did you get into this? Can you tell us a little background? Definitely. Um, let's see. So, I've been actually practicing astrology for about seven, eight years now. I got, I started like getting into astrology when I was like 22, 23. So, I guess I was actually like 10 years ago now. Okay. But I like started off, I'm a super nerd. I get really nerdy about everything I do. And so, I went through a bad breakup when I was like 22. And I was like, ah! I need help and I like went to astrology and just started to like download my chart and like I would get those like really big lists of like everything that's in your chart yeah and I was like this makes no sense to me and I like started to like study every single part of the chart to figure myself out really it was like a way for me like I I really love astrology because it's like a way for you to like see your own personality like visually Mm -hmm. and then you can like literally make like little tweaks like based on what you know about yourself Mm -hmm. you know and so I read about this thing called the sun square moon, which means like the sun, your sun and your moon are like exactly square, which means they're a challenge to each other. Literally, it's like 90 degrees away from each other. Like, so it makes like a right mm-hmm. angle. So it's a square. But then also in astrology, like, like energetically, it means that like those two things are in opposition. So your sun is like your personality or your will mm-hmm. or your drive or your ego. And the moon is like your emotional life, the way that you process your feelings and the way that you like feel inside. Right. And so I'm a sun in Aries and I'm a moon in Cancer mm-hmm. and those are two really opposite drives like sun in Aries is like let's go let's go on the next adventure I gotta go to this thing I need to stay, get out of this house this is fucking boring I need to go 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 and Cancer is like all I want to do is stay home it's so comfortable right here why do we need to get out of the house I just want to watch TV all day and so those two drives are like opposite each other and it was like a a really big like internal struggle for me like since I was a kid like this like this I was always like fighting against myself it's like I wanted to be outside in the world and then I was instantly like wanting to go back and hide and it was like this like constant push and pull and when I first read about this like constant push and pull in your life that's internal that you're constantly at a fight with yourself 
and I like read it for the first time in this astrology book, it was like the first time somebody had explained to me like what was going on for me in a way that I could understand. And I was like, oh my God, this is me. Mm. And like, that was like, that was like my gateway. Like I was like, oh, this wow. shit makes sense. <laughs> you know? like, I was like, fuck. Ooh. And so I, I like started to just like study it and like on my own and then I was living with uh, Kristen, actually. I don't know if you... Kristen. Oh, who, yes. Yeah, Kristen was my Rio. first... Yeah, from El Rio. She was, like, my first housemate here in San Francisco when I moved in. And she saw me with, like, these, like, piles of books and, like, starting to get really nerdy. And she's like, will you read my chart? And I was just like, "I no. I was like, I'm not an astrologer. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I just read the books. And she was like, well, you know more than I do. Like, can mm. you just can you just give it a try? And I was like, okay. And I, like, literally, like, studied her chart for, like, four hours. And I had this, like, long, gigantic-ass list of, like, everything I wanted to tell her about. Mm. Um, and we sat down and we talked about it. And she was like, you were really good. You, like, gave me a lot of insight that I hadn't thought about before and la, la, la. And all this kind of She was like, I've been to, like, professional astrologers. And, like, you, you know, you're good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And, like, that started it off. And I've been, like, practicing ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. What, what a story. Yeah. Because it's really interesting, like, <clears throat> just you saying those, that your personality where you just want to be home blah blah blah, but then also want to be out in the world and not understanding that and then figuring it out through astrology that sure that made you you know it just gave me something to like hold on to like some kind of structure Mm -hmm. to start to be able to like get a handle on it it's like really hard to explain yourself to yourself or it's like really hard to like do you know what i mean (laughs) it's like like when you're talking about yourself to other people you're like oh i'm like this i'm like that i'm you know like but to like really try to like figure it out and especially if you're trying to like get over something or like move through something especially like a really big internal struggle like that it can be really difficult you know and so like for astrology for me anyways it's like literally like gives me a picture Mm -hmm. of somebody's personality and then i can literally be like here like this one thing and then this other thing are like having a fight with each other Mm -hmm. let's figure out like where we can balance those two things and find like compromise between those two drives so that's a lot of like what astrology is about awesome so shall we just get started with you Oh, are we going to do readings? Yeah. Yes! Hello! Thank you! I I so <laughs> Alright, I wasn't sure anybody was going to be down. Okay. I'm always down. Alright, what's your is. birthday? My birthday is June 25th, 1983. Oh, God. Oh, uh, 83. 83. I know. At what time were you born? 8.40 p.m. Damn, you're a late baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised? <laughs> no. You're like, I'm not coming out. No, and um, where? Um, Brisbane, California. Brisbane. Is that B-R-I-S-B-A-N-E? Uh-huh. Okay. Calculate. No I wonder you're you. always late. <laughs> no. <laughs> I totally think that's why. Let me just do one Excuses. Dun, dun, dun. I know, right? Dun, 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 dun. The f- I know. The stars are I flying around. I feel the energy yeah. all around my body. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had some like audio, like. Okay, so you are a sun in Cancer, right? Oh. Yes. And then you have a Capricorn moon. Yes. And then you have a Capricorn rising. Yes. Oh. And then you have your North Node is in Gemini in retrograde. Did you know that? No. Okay. You know? I don't know okay. what that means. What does that mean? I know. Mean? I'm like, I'm like, boo, 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 fire, fire, fire. <laughs> but like, this is what I do when I first do astrology chart. Like, mm-hmm. especially because, okay, I will just say, 
as a as a little like disclaimer at this point is that usually when I do astrology readings I've like literally sat with your chart for like an entire day probably two mm -hmm. looking at like not only like your personality but also like what's happening in the future what happened in the past like mm -hmm. where are we right now like you know to like get a good idea of who you are but anyways okay. we're just gonna do this on the spot because okay. it's gonna be fun yeah so <laughs> but I'll just okay just do the right now do it right now okay so <laughs> the right now in the future the we don't right, need the past yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's the past mm -hmm. past is over no, bueno, you have, so the sun in Cancer and the moon in Capricorn, those are oppositions, especially your sun is opposite your rising. Mm -hmm. okay, so I can show you in like a picture right here. <laughs> I know, it's like I'm already starting to talk. Okay, so your sun <laughs> is in Cancer, right? So that gives you like this baseline personality of being like really sensitive, open to like emotions, listening to other people, mm -hmm. being really empathic and caring, and kind of giving like a lot of space for other people to express themselves. That's yes. what Cancer is really good Oh my God, at. you yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah, I can vouch firsthand because she was there for me when I was going through a difficult time and she called me and we touched base and it really helped me so cancers okay. are so good mm -hmm. at that they're Call like cancer. really good at being like let me call my friend let me see what my friend's doing. Yeah. You know? Really? really I'm not. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to you. You're a special case. Yeah, you're weird. Bueno, and then so you have so Capricorn rising. And then moon and Capricorn. So Cancer and Capricorn are opposite each other, mm. like on astrologically, like Cancer, Capricorn, exactly opposite. When we look at the zodiac, we actually have six pairs of two signs mm -hmm. each. And each pair kind of represents like the opposite way of looking at the same problem. So one of the easiest ways to think about this is like Aries and Libra, those are exactly opposite. And so Aries is like very independent very like self-driven very like their own person ego and drive whereas libra is very much about relationships making sure everybody's part of the group really thinking about the other person's needs and desires and learning how to balance and they're both looking at being a person within a relationship aries mm. tips towards <clears throat> being really individualistic mm. and looking at relationships as almost being like threats mm. to their own like ego and libra tips completely it's almost like a seesaw libra tips in the exact opposite direction where libra is like i better have like all my connections be okay and have all the energy be oh all right God. because otherwise i'm not safe yeah. it's like literally like they identify exactly opposite but it's like in the same <laughs> It's in like the same ballpark. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like they're looking at, I think of them a lot of times as like being on a seesaw. It's mm -hmm. like either you're going too much Aries or you're going too much Libra. And like the whole point is to like figure out how to balance, right? So if we look at Cancer and Capricorn, mm -hmm. they're exactly opposite. Like Cancer is all about the emotional drive and empathy and compassion and kind of centering the emotions mm -hmm. versus Capricorn is all about being analytic, goal oriented, and really thinking about the future. And Gansed really thinks about the past, but they're both looking at the same thing, which is like your. Oh, wait, did we just lower the volume? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> no, 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 okay. that was for the fun. <laughs> okay. So Capricorn <clears throat> is very like driven towards the future, goal orientation, and kind of like identifying as like what it is that you can achieve. Mm -hmm. And so having those two be like the main points of your chart means that there is a lot of conflict, internal conflict for you. Because we <laughs> 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 like trying to hold our laughter. <laughs> These girls know me so well and they keep like. <laughs> They just keep looking at yeah. you. I know. I saw some knobs go down. I was like, what? What happened? What am I doing? 
<laughs> okay. So Cancer and Capricorn. So they're like they're like opposite little guys on the seesaw. You know what I'm saying? And so Capricorn, especially the Moon in Capricorn, is unfortunately kind of a difficult placement because Capricorn is inherently like it's opposite Cancer. So it literally sees feelings as being like a threat or an attack. Like literally, they're just like, why am I so sensitive? God damn it, let me shut it down. Yeah. But you are a Cancer Sun sign, so you can't help it. So that means that you're self-critiquing yourself a lot, especially with the Moon and Capricorn. Moon and Capricorns are traditionally known to be like very self-critical and like not wanting to have emotions that are like not okay or out of pocket and mm. trying to be really controlled about what you share with others mm. versus like cancer is the exact opposite. Cancer is like, here's what I'm feeling today. And so those two are going to cause a juxtaposition that's going to be difficult for you to manage. Oh yeah. So self-critical, but emotional. Yeah. Exactly. That's so it's the like worst. <laughs> 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 out of it, girl. Get out of it. Go walk in the field. You know, like she get out always... of it, girl. Just like go look at the dogs and the butterflies. I know. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I know. But it's okay. You have you also like in uh in an astrology chart, I also I love to think about it sometimes as like a hologram. So what that means is that like in every single part of the chart, I see the same thing happening over and over and over again. And so for you, it's this juxtaposition between like emotion and like self-critique. And so it's going to show up again and again and again in different parts of the chart. And that's why I think of it as a hologram, because it's literally like looking at the same problem from every single aspect of your life, if that makes sense. And so you have what I would say is like a Virgo stellium. What? I know, right? I know. So a stellium in astrology is when you have three or more planets in the same house. Mm. Does that make sense? Um, kind of. I've I've seen like a chart, and I I I don't really get it though. To totally. <laughs> so it's a big ass stellium is from the Latin word stella. <laughs> <laughs> stella stellum stellus. It's true. Sure. It's true. <laughs> We got this. So, okay. So if you look, I, this is unfortunately why. So I do this very visually. This Uh is you. This is your chart. It's like, this is, I usually do this when I'm doing chart readings. I like literally show people a picture of their chart. Okay. Okay. So you see here, it's like a big circle. Yeah. And then it's divided by these lines. Oh, those are the houses. Those are the houses. Okay. Every single, so like here we have like the one that goes up and down. Here's the one that goes left and right. It's exactly like a pie. It's a pie with 12 slices there are 12 slices there are 12 zodiac signs there are 12 houses and everyone has 12 slices everyone has 12 slices some of them are bigger than others okay Mm. (laughs) (laughs) that size queen (laughs) but we all have 12 houses each one of these houses represents a different part of your life a different place where these planets or energies are expressing themselves So when you have a stellium, what that means is that there are a bunch of planets in the same house. And Mm -hmm. so that house is being like emphasized, like that area of your life is emphasized. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I said before is like you have a sixth house stellium. Mm -hmm. And so that means that here, this one right here, this is the sixth house. Okay. And you have four things inside of that house. So that gives you an emphasis. Oh. in that house okay what, what are they <laughs> and so the last thing i want to say before we get into exactly what they are oh. is that another way to think about this house, this whole chart mm. is that it's kind of like a stage and every single planet is like an actor on that stage who has a that has a line that they're delivering 
Okay. okay? And they have like a particular, like this is like scene one, act five. This is like scene two, act three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like each one of those, and they're all like playing it out, right? And so when you have a stellium like this, right? You have like four guys in the same house. They've all got lines, and they're all kind of like trying to deliver them at the same time. Oh, that's so it becomes party. like a joke. Yeah. Oh, dang, so it's girl. like it's so, an orgy up in there. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder go. Who are they? <laughs> it's like I have lots of holes. Yep. Okay. You got a lot, you got a lot going well, on there. This looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. That is Mars. Uh-huh. That's like oh. yeah, traditionally like the male symbol. Okay. Mars. Okay, Mars. So you have Mars in there. You, got, you also have male. this circle with the little dot in the middle. That's the sun. Okay. So that's literally cancer. Your sun and cancer is oh, right here. It. Oh. Your Mars right below it. Then you have your north node right below that. Is and a... then you have Mercury. Mm. <laughs> so all of those are in the sixth house. Oh. Dang. What is Mercury? Mercury is... Thinking, communication, and like oh. cognition. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah, girl. Because mm-hmm. you've been sober, so it's like making you like, you know, yeah, clearer. Yeah, it totally makes... And you're yeah, communicating so more. You're noticing that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. She's also not listening more. (laughs) (laughs) More talk, less listen. That's the North Node. So what is that? So the North Node. Okay, so if you want to get like really woo, right? The North Mm -hmm. Node is this idea of like the thing that you've been working on for many lifetimes. Oh, okay. The North Node. And so it's kind of like the, okay. the like particular trajectory that you've been on that you're trying to discover about yourself over many lifetimes. This goes okay. into more of like spiritual astrology, which is like this idea that like we are here, we like pick the particular time that we're born in order to have particular energies mm-hmm. to help us figure out certain things about ourselves. Okay. We want certain problems to come up in our life so that we can figure out how to move through them and learn how to move through them. And so that's like the North Node is like the indicator of that in a mm-hmm. chart. It shows like what it is that you're working on for many, many lifetimes and you're trying to figure out about yourself. Wow. Do, you, do we know like we were saying in the beginning we're going to talk or like you can see a little bit about what's next. Is that correct? Like, yes. Although let me see if. OK, so I'll pull up the transits. Which transits literally just means the things that are happening right now in the sky. Okay. That's what transits mean. Oh, okay. Um, so if you ever see like transit astrology, la la la, what they're literally saying is like, this is what's happening right now. Not oh. in your chart. Like, so basically like your birth chart, mm-hmm. you can kind of think of it as like a Polaroid mm-hmm. of the particular time that you were born. Okay. It's literally like a snapshot. We're looking at the sky on June 25th, 1983. You know, and so sometimes for fun, what I'll do it in astrology readings is like I'll have a planetarium app Mm -hmm. so I can show people literally the sky the moment they were born and show them that like literally the planets are in the same place in the actual sky as they are in your chart. Because we're looking at two different ways of drawing the sky. Mm -hmm. So literally a birth chart you can also think of as a Polaroid single moment in time, the moment you were born. Transits are like literally like a movie of what's happening in the sky right now crazy mm-hmm. it gets really fun so the trance is obviously right now like well obviously in my world but do y'all know that mercury is in retrograde yes mercury is in reggaeton okay. oh, oh. phone's ringing okay i'll get it okay. but can you explain what that word really means because i really don't know what that means absolutely <laughs> well mercury but first are we doing the phone call mercury is thinking Wisdom, communication the thinking and communication. the mind okay so it's in retrograde 
retrograde. So you can retrograde. Retro <laughs> so so you backwards. Thinking. You're not in your mind. You're not those things. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, so it was like an actual phone call. Okay. I <laughs> haven't. Okay. Well, well, sh- no. sh- should we continue doing the Mercury retrograde? Yeah. Can, well, I mean, because per- Persia was like the one who like oh, wanted to know what it is. Oh yeah. But I think we cleared. But I guess we like cleared that up. We did. It's like the not thinking part. Yeah, basically. But like, lit- okay, so like we're talking about like the literal sky. Yeah. So when we say something is in retrograde, mm-hmm. it's it, receding. It literally means that from our viewpoint here uh-huh. on Earth, that planet is moving backwards yeah. in the sky. Instead of moving forwards, how mm-hmm. it usually does, it's literally moving backwards in the sky. And that's why we call it retrograde, because it's literally going backwards in the oh. sky. And so if you think about like planets in orbit in our solar system, right, the reason that it looks like it's going backwards in our sky is because you got to think about yourself like as being in a car. Like planet Earth is one car, mm. right? And so when you pass a car like on the freeway, when you get really up close to it, it looks like it's like right next to you. And so it kind of like stops in speed. Like you can't tell who's going faster or slower because you're right next to each other. Yeah. And then as you pass that car, it literally is going behind you. Even though it's still moving forward, you've now passed the car. And so it's moving backwards from your point of view like you see it in your rear view mirror it gets smaller it goes backwards right yeah as you pass a car that's literally what we're doing like we're passing mercury like in our little car of earth and so we pass mercury on our little lane on the freeway of the okay. solar system and so mercury is in our rear view mirror getting smaller and smaller oh, and so literally it's okay. moving backwards Back. okay. in our sky as we pass it in oh the my lane. god that makes so much sense now and that's <laughs> retrograde <laughs> oh so that's literally what's happening. You that's, can also look it up. There's like lots of videos on YouTube of this okay. of like what's actually happening. But that's the easiest way I found to explain it. It's to literally be like, think about yourself in a car. Now think about the entire planet as being one car. Does that make sense? No, that makes total Ish. sense. I mean, it makes sense to me. I think visually. It also makes sense that we're in Mercury retrograde and we are <laughs> all over the place today. <laughs> Speaking here. of being all over the place, we have a phone call. Oh, Let's see like a real one. Our, Oh, they're still there. Is it? Okay. Hello, are you there? Phone call? Of course I'm here. How's it going? Hello. Well, obviously you don't know who this is or you would have hung up by now. I know, but I'm not that mean. So, um, tell us your name. How are you? My name is Gail. Oh, that's right. You said that. I'm sorry. I am I, forgetful because <laughs> I'm next to my friend Yves Saint Croissant that doesn't listen. So, <laughs> And then I'm always forgetful, so I I apologize. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, neither do I. But do you know what I do? What do you do? I call you guys up. I pitter-patter a while. You know, I try to get rich people to send me money. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I, I need to do that, too. I, I need Can money. You Are you on Grinder? I know. <laughs> Tell me, tell me your secret. I need money. I need, you know, new wigs, dresses. Hey, wait, wait, wait. You gotta have the proper platform. Now, oh. what I am is an old, dilapidated lady who is medically screwed. You know, are you still there? Yes, we're still here. We're listening. Yes. We're listening. So, now I'm in a skilled nursing center because I have really bad medical reversals. And I'm trying to find rich people 
you know, rich people who got all this money, they got everything. So instead of buying another jet, another yacht, a mansion, let's consider sending some to this old elaborated lady. That would be me. No, what is the name of your foundation? It's my foundation. It's for me, me, me. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Well, I'm so, going to send your information to all, to all my philanthropist no, friends. First, I have to give the information. I know. So, send do you, money to wait, wait. So do you have Bedmo or uh, PayPal? No, I got a P.O. box. I'm an old lady. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> you have a phone, right? Do you have a smartphone? <laughs> Because <laughs> you could just cell phone. Because if you have a cell phone, you just download the app for Betmo or PayPal or Cash App, yeah. and then you just send your email address or your handle, and people will just send money to your phone. Oh, I don't have any of that, but I have a PO box. That's PO box seven two zero zero seventy six, San Francisco, California nine four one seven two. Are you still there? Yes, we are. All right. Yes, well, we I'm are. glad that you got your P.O. box out there. No, no, and if no, no, anyone no. Like, would like to help is. Gail, please censor some money. Please. So thank you, Gail, thank for, you calling. So much for calling. I'm so glad we got thank to get you, your Gail. message out there for you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, that was interesting. Um, I hope you guys send her money, please. <laughs> Why did she answer? <clears throat> That. Um, <laughs> so, so you never know what's gonna what's gonna happen up in here. That was very interesting, and I I really hope someone sends her money. Oh yeah, um, me too. I, I think please she, send Gail some money. How please, how I, was that a sign of Mercury in retrograde? Hello, uh, <laughs> hello, uh, right? Absolutely. Yes. Oh my God! But uh, Gail was, was like, very, I she's must a be cancer. Heard. I think she's a cancer. Yeah. Oh. She's gotta be. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, wait, yours? Are you into your? Do we? Uh, do we finish her? We will never be finished. Okay. Oh, okay. Here is this oh, chart. I'm actually struggle. live on Instagram oh, right now. Oh my your handle on YouTube. Um, oh yeah. Okay, so of course I'm at Astro Sagas on Instagram. What are your handles? That sounds so sexy. Thank mm. you. <laughs> Mine's not. Wait, how do I say sexy? <laughs> at 20 volume. Yeah. Oh. Is 20 volume a reference to like platinum hair color? It's like a hair color thing. Okay. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. It's like a a, a really light it's like hair color. Like normal. Normal. Oh, okay. okay. Why, did you, why did you choose that? I know, everyone's like, aren't you 40 volume? <laughs> aren't you like 120 volume underneath the dra- the the sink? <laughs> you are so you are so much fun in here. We definitely I know. Oh my god. You hey. should just join us I know. for the rest. It's just gonna be like the <laughs> The Spice Queers yeah, uh, Right. <laughs> Spice Queers hour. No one will ever be able to talk because we'll all We're be all... talking over each other. <laughs> 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 and no one will listen, so we don't know what's gonna what's happening. It's like the Mercury retrograde forever. Oh Radio. my yes. god, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we, we need happiness. We I deserve know. happiness. We do. We yes, all do. We do. Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> See, she was so passionate that she lost. She, lost she has no words. She's thought. speechless. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> she just banged her mouth in the Can mic. we talk about City Hall? <laughs> what do you want to talk about City Hall? I know. It's in the colors of the trans flag. Oh, oh. yes, please do so. Yeah, let's let's hear. We, yeah, we just get so caught up in all this it's stuff. It's Trans Awareness Month. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And um, we kicked off, uh, kicked it off with um, raising of the trans flag at City Hall, and it's the colors of the trans flag, and we're just like bringing awareness. To trans issues this month. Mm-hmm. Is this month the Trans Day of Remembrance? Um, it is. It is in this month. Okay. Oh, that's oh, so awesome. good. I love that our city does the whole lighting up of that city hall according to whatever is going on, and that's like probably doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. Definitely not for trans rights. Yeah, yeah we're definitely, definitely not for trans the, rights. Um, leader. Yeah. No, and it's it's so beautiful to see how the city really embraces a lot of the our community you know yes. and it's it's beautiful to see um i mean there's still a lot of things that needs need to be worked out but it's nice that there is that visibility for yes visibility and awareness and you know so if you have a trans friend go out and say hi to them and take them out and go paint the town red and check in on them Yes. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that piece of information. I know. So I know. Because again, we were just all over the place. We really. <laughs> we had like this whole thing. We talked I know, yesterday. Like, started, we're like, we're gonna do and this like, and this and this. Do that and uh, we are so. It's Mercury retrograde. Mercury so retrograde. And then on top of that, the, the um, daylight savings time. I know. Oh my god! Like, that don't you hate me. daylight savings time? Why do we still do that? I don't understand. So I thought we voted on something. What is? Is there a note that you have? Yes. Yeah, so um, there is a, a special DJ named Jack Chang, and world class DJ. Um, I don't have their number, but I think someone's gonna put them on. But in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> can you do my chart <laughs> you want me to do yours do you Please. know the time i don't know the time that i was born we oh i do i know so do you know i do what time Four twenty-four in the morning okay party time <laughs> i feel like you were born at like okay Persia. i'm very excited because yesterday when we were talking about walter mercado you were like i was like am i gonna do your chart you were like hey no. <laughs> so I'm actually very excited to get to do it now. So thank you. Okay, so what is your birth date? July 6th. <laughs> that was smart. I wish I did that. Yeah, tell me. She mouthed it. All right. Not, like, we will not be putting that on camera Real age on the air. He's cool with And then you said what? 2.32 oh, p.m.? 2.24. 2.24 a.m. A.m.? Yeah. No, 4.24. 4.24, sorry. 4.24 a.m. Okay. What place? Los Angeles, California. California Hospital. Yes. Is that the one that's on Hollywood Avenue? No, that's downtown. Okay. I was born also in Los Angeles in the one that's on Hollywood Avenue, but in like East LA, I guess. And they they put all the babies in this like little onesie that says like, a star was born. Because it's LA. Oh, that's cute. I didn't get that. I I, I still have that little like thing that they give the little babies. Oh my God. I love that. I know. Wow, her chart's very heavy on one side. And it's very different. That makes sense. Okay, so y'all remember how we were looking at your chart? Was it kind of like all kind of It was like everywhere, right? Yeah. Now look at 
God. Well now, rounded. Oh my God. Look at this one. Well rounded. <laughs> look at. Look at this. Oh my God. Nothing no on the wonder podcast. that explains so much. Bottom. That's your body of work, though, right there. That's your body oh of work, God. honey. It is crazy. No wonder. Yep. We got a lot of bottom action happening. Here. <laughs> oh my God. Robust bottom. We got robust bottoms happening. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a moth in here. That's so funny. <laughs> So we've got a lot of bottom. <laughs> because I'm first, okay. <laughs> What's the sun and the moon and stuff? Okay. So we've got a sun also in Cancer, right? And then a moon in Virgo. I know. Oh, I hate Virgo moon. Just kidding. And then we have a Gemini rising. I oh know. my gosh. Uh-oh. I love that. It's crazy because this year was the first year that I got asked if I was a Gemini. A lot. I've never in my life been asked if I was Astrology a Gemini. You kind of really like sunk more into your personality this year. I feel like mm. you got like a, I don't know. You kind of settled a little bit. More. I guess. I mean, what? I feel like that's a big compliment from another Cancer. I'll tell oh, you that. Thank you. Yeah. Does that, <laughs> have, does that have anything to do with pasties? <laughs> Be more confident in your skin. <laughs> let the girls out. She let yeah. the girls let them out this year. She really did. She yes, it's here for the girls. Yes. 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 There we go. Okay. So I'm also a Gemini rising. Okay. And so Ooh. that really so the way that I like to think about rising signs is that they're literally like when you walk into a room, like you open the door for the first time, you go out to a party. It's like mm. the first thing that people see. It's like that face. And mm-hmm. then the face that you bring to the party, to the social event when you're hanging so out. So she's two face. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. I don't think so. There's a lot of well, basically, there's a lot going on underneath that will not be shown uh. in the present. You know, oh, like there, yeah. there will be a totally. lot happening underneath the covers that will not be presented in a social space at all. I, well, sometimes it slips, but <laughs> I think that's why sometimes you do that painting on your chest and stuff. You're like, oh, that be that guy. Stop. Express something inside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, no. With yeah. all these facial expressions, we need to like. Go we live need to go next live time. next. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm live on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, like, we're terrible Hi, hostesses. I, I love it. So, okay, so you have a Gemini rising, which I personally really love. I know that Gemini and Cancer put together actually creates a lot of difficulty and feeling like people don't actually see you. Like everybody thinks you're this like fun, happy personas. They're like fun, likes to make jokes, mm-hmm. and then when they get to know you, like afterwards when you're like not at the party they're like why are you so serious like what is this what's happening and then it can it can be really hard for relationships in particular because a lot of people will be really attracted to the public persona and then when they actually go home right and you're like quiet and you're like you're at home they're like where's the why didn't you make jokes like i thought this was gonna be fun and and like they're you know and you're, i'm just really bored yeah and then you're, oh my you're like, gosh like, that's why you bring so many lift drivers home oh! <laughs> Transportation the truth comes out <laughs> first of all you swear but continue <laughs> Woo. i love it so 
we have the Gemini rising, we have the sun in Cancer, and then we have the moon in Virgo, which very similar to moon in Capricorn. So when I'm talking about earth moon signs, which mm. Capricorn is an earth sign and Virgo is an earth sign, earth signs really like for things to be really stable, secure, not changing, and emotions are exactly the opposite of that. Emotions are like, woo! all over the place mm. and so earth signs tend to be really critical about their own emotions because they don't want them to be like up and down they don't want the changeability they want to just be like one way and just be like stable and so a lot of earth signs if you have like an earth sign for your moon you tend to be a little bit more critical and a little bit more like self-critique about your emotions what you're trying to do is like i love to think about my emotions as like kind of like a big ocean and i'm like on a little boat just trying to figure out how to like stay above the water mm -hmm. you know yeah earth signs are trying to make the ocean stay flat and it's never gonna work you know what i mean like yeah. you're like constantly trying to make the like the water stay flat so that you don't have to like figure out how to maneuver anything you can just like be chill and like not have to worry about it and then as soon as something changes you're like what the fuck you're like here we go again it's changing again mm -hmm. why and so there's a lot of self-critique happening until you accept the fact that the ocean is never going to be flat like, if you can accept that the ocean will never be flat, your emotions will always be changing, and you cannot make them stable, you cannot fix them, because they will constantly change. Once you get through, like, that level, then you can stop having so much self-critique. And I think that's what happened this, this, this past year with me, where I'm like, okay, it's okay to feel the way I feel, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think that that's sort of how that's what drives me now it's just like it's okay just you know deal with it and it will pass and then you just move on to the next thing you know it's yeah. just like you know facing the music and then moving forward exactly yeah i had like a, so in a past life i was one of the founders of the ars mendy here in valencia street oh really yeah i was i got hired at 22 i was there from 22 to 27 i was one of the founders of that store and so one of the one of the founders who still works there whose name is erica she's like this really awesome like skater surfer like dyke bro who like is like the president of like skate like a girl she has like all these like really wonderful like surfing metaphors that i still use because i think they're so awesome and like the one that i have for like the emotions which basically you just talked about was like if you like get overwhelmed by a feeling just like when you're surfing like if you fall off the surfboard and you end up underwater you can either like start fighting really hard to get to the surface but that's going to spend a lot more energy and take a lot more drive than if you just kind of like sink back let the waves wash over you and you know that once the wave ends like you'll be able to swim calmly to the surface without a lot of fight mm -hmm. and so she told me that for surfing and i've been using it ever since for like emotional drive because it's this this like learning process of like knowing that even if you're like completely enraged or like completely full of anxiety or like completely overwhelmed by depression if you like ride that wave and you trust that it's gonna pass you can let it wash over you easily and then rise to the surface again to like a more calm level without that big of a fight you know yes oh my god thank We're you so so happy to have you both here yeah i wish we had so much fun i wish we had more time i know i could i could definitely talk so i'm like i'm looking at your chart we got so much to go through oh i know let's keep hanging out after this yes. i love you guys thank you so much I for having me I here know. happy thanksgiving happy holidays happy ho everyone yes. oh my god and i think you need to join us from I now on so yes. yes it was so in so my head. god the next like, one's gonna be our holiday special yeah. oh, oh yes god. where i sing live oh. <laughs>
dashing through the snow. No, 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 Thank you so much for uh, joining us, and you will join us from now on. Yes, thanks. Um, Love you. Seriously. Um, I think we're going to... Ca- we, we have a, another special guest. Uh, let's I think see. they're here. Maybe. Oh, uh, let's see. So what's going on? What's the, the Kool-Aid up in here? Yeah, I'll call Jackie. Okay. So never mind. Uh, see you next month. We're the Wait. first Wednesdays of every month at six to seven, and um, we're t- some crazy broads. <laughs> <laughs> and our name of the show is Beauties, Beauties on, on a, a Force Budget. Yes. Loves you all. Bye. Bye. Take over monthly now every first Monday, uh, every first Wednesday <laughs> of the month <laughs> from 6 to 7 p.m. right here at Mutiny Radio Station, San Francisco. Uh, well, we have Bernadette Bowen coming in uh, any minute now to take over for the last 45 minutes of the House of Pride show. Uh, we also going to uh, do an interview with the legendary Jack, uh, DJ Jack uh, Chang. He is in New York City, but he lives in Germany. Uh, that's going to be exciting he has a new remix he just did one for Poyo Del Mar uh woman's got the power have you guys heard that I uh, know I haven't but I can't wait well I'm gonna actually put it on right now while we're waiting for everyone to get situated I gotta plug my uh, quarter eighth into your hole into that hole <laughs> <laughs> you wish <laughs> I mean, it's been a minute, so uh, <laughs> if I don't mind, <laughs> I am very open and available. I've heard. <laughs> okay, bye, toodles. That means we drill them on the ground. Cali in a trap, that means we never water down. Wow. Radio. So that, that in order was Never Will I Fall featuring Ozzy, uh, BP three times, three times featuring Dutchiana Shot of Korea, and uh, the last one was Champ Champ featuring Frack. So, uh, so I uh, just want to start.
All right, House of Pride Radio here. Tweaker Turner, we're waiting on uh, Late Night Bubbles hostess uh, with the mostest, Bernadette Bowen. She should be here any minute. But I have Lewis, a.k.a. used to be known as Strobe. Welcome. Used to be. Is this microphone on? Yes. Okay, good. Um, how you guys doing? I'm happy to be back in the station. This is where Late Night Bubbles originally started at. We moved, moved to um, Radio Valencia down the street for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, evaporated, and now we've rematerialized tonight. Fabulous. You go on and tell us about your life while I get DJ Jack on the phone live from New York, please. It's great <laughs> to have you here. So my life, um, you know, I'm a performance artist, choreographer, dancer, and just basically whatever... These drag queens need me to be whenever they need me to be here in San Francisco. Um, I've been doing the same thing I've done since I was a kid, which is um, putting together productions and forcing my friends to go watch them for money. Um, so nothing has really changed in my life. I just keep trying to strive to do those things on a higher and more um, a bigger platform. Um, yeah, and um, in San Francisco, there's never really um, any kind of like... Uh, uh, and to a need for something like that. Um, aside from that, I've also been really active in um, philanthropic efforts. I've been raising money for various um, sources here in the community, mostly for the PRC um, as a member of the Bear Chest Calendar. Um, and it looks like, it sounds like, maybe our guest from New York is ready. Yes, Hello. honey, but I uh, hold that thought because we want to get back into your story. Right now, we do have to go all the way to New York City where Jack, DJ Jack Chang is uh, performing. He's a world-renowned DJ and producer and remixer. Uh, the one and only Jack, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Welcome. It's great to have you. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. Yourself? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I have a guest here. In, um, he's He was a guest, but now he's my co-host. Uh, say hello to Lewis. <laughs> Lewis, say hi to uh, Jack. Hey, Jack. I've been promoted. How are you doing? I'm co-host hey, now. Hey, good. How are you? <laughs> well, we're, we're fans of yours. You you not only DJ around the world, but you are, are a producer and a remixer. We were just sampling your new remix from that you did for Poyo Del Mar. Can you tell us uh, what you what went into that remix? What were your What were your thoughts when you heard her vocals, and what did you want to do with that remix? Well, um, I'm... I've been spinning for over 23 years now, and and I come from an age when the gay scene had a lot of, uh, when when we led the music scene. So the the mainstream was copying us and they were following our trends, and we kind of lost our way the last four or five years, maybe even longer where the the gay scene has been, you know, remixing pop music. Mm -hmm. And I kind of miss the days of, you know, handbag house, drag house, whatever you want to call it. Um, and when Polo uh, approached me through Barbara Sobel, my music promotions manager, I said I'd love to do it because it's something that's uniquely part of our culture. And I don't think we should let go of that. I think it's something we should take pride in. Uh, I think we should uh, uh, make it fun, make it individual, and make it something that's uniquely us. So, um, you know, I wanted to make it fun. I wanted to make it lively. And um, that's what I ended up with. So, yeah. Yes, uh, good point, uh, Jack. Uh, I, I think that um, our voice, our, uh, our, you know, gay glorious voice, is maybe being a little repressed these days in the global uh, dance market. Um, I know that the numbers are down for Billboard reporters. I think there's only twenty five percent are are uh, right. LGBTQ um, related. So. Uh, 
so one might think oh you know the scene's a little smaller but it's not we're out there uh you know waving our flags it's just harder to get hurt so god bless you for going full throttle with that and other remixes tell us more thank you so much i appreciate it yes uh tell you more about well why are you in new york let's start there why am i in new york well i'm currently working um i'm actually here for six weeks um i'm working with a promoter called joe whitaker um for a series of parties for DILF. Um, so I'm actually just staying in New York as my base this time around, and I'm going to be spinning at five different parties over the next three weeks. So it's going to be a bit of a whirlwind, um, but it's <laughs> going to be great fun. Uh, um, yes. So Friday night I'll be in Atlanta uh, at the Heretic for um, DILF party, and on Saturday night I'll be in Chicago for Fucker, and that's at the Jackhammer Complex. Um, I think next Friday I'm in San Diego at the Rail. Hmm, that's uh, and then that's close to, almost close to San Francisco. It's almost close to San Francisco. And then on Saturday night I'll be in um, Los Angeles for again for Dill uh, at Los Globos. Um, even closer. Third weekend. Even closer, <laughs> right? Even warmer than here, I think. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the following Friday nights, I will be in Philadelphia. I think it's at a venue called Bike Stop. It's going to be my second time there. So that's yeah. going to be real fun. Oh, um, Jack, let me introduce you to uh, the the diva herself. She's walking in late. Uh, <laughs> it's the one and only redheaded Bernadette Bowen. Say hi to DJ Jack Lyon. It's Facebook Live. Hey, we're on Facebook Live right now. I'm going to Yay. You look great, uh, Bernadette. Welcome. We're, we're in the middle of a job. Jack's doing this whirlwind tour here. DJ producer, famous guy. He's in New York City right now talking to us. How's it going, Jack? Good, Bernadette. How are you? I'm good. What kind of music do you play? Oh, it, it really depends on, on the, the type of party that I, I spin for, because I've been doing this a while now. But if it's um, if it's in the U.S., it's normally circuit that I spin, or house music. So, yeah. Awesome. By the way, we love your... I'm, I'm loving your accent. I had no idea it was like an English <laughs> accent. I did not expect it that. I was, I was born in London, so even though I live in Germany, I was born in London. Are you friends um, with DJ uh, Phil B, by any chance? Phil, I've I've known Phil for such a long time. Um, really, it's it's almost embarrassing how long I've known him. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I think it's it's um, you you win a prize if you actually are brave enough to say your age and the year that things happened. <laughs> like you know, you're a badass person when you're like 1952. It was a great year for. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Let me show you a picture of Jack Bernadette. <laughs> Wait, whose team are you on? Mine or I'm, theirs? I'm, uh, theirs? Theirs. Oh, <laughs> all right. Nice I, to look at. Somehow, hey, I you feel know like what? You but if you if you were though. a little bit younger, you know, all the kids are doing it. They're just checking different things out. You know. It's an, oh, well, if anyone know, we, can turn turn the corner, it's Bernadette can seduce all of us. Um, right. I, I, I would say on our side these days, there's a lot of younger guys chasing older guys. It's a thing. Where are you in New York? Are you in Brooklyn um, or Manhattan? Or I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah. Right on. How did you know that? Are you in Park Slope? <laughs> are you in Bushwick? Where are you? 
I am in Park Slope. <laughs> oh my God! Jesus, Mother of Mary! Look at the Irish. You know, I just want to let you know. Um, Are you my Instagram? I, I am fucking clairvoyant. That's amazing. <laughs> I put- okay, let me guess. Bottom or top? Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to say verse. He's a little confident. I'm going to say top. I'm going to say verse. You say that to everyone. Uh, you got that wrong. <laughs> I got it wrong? Yeah, you got it wrong. Are you a power top? <laughs> My power top. Um, Notice how it got He's really a bottom, so he's really shy about it. <laughs> you so notice it got, really, it got really quiet in here because well, both, because, both no, no, Lewis no. and I were waiting for like that answer. <laughs> well, Strobe is like, we were waiting oh my God, hope. oh my God, because I'm a power <laughs> bottom, because I'm a power bottom. Strobe is like jumping uh-huh. up and down in his seat. Oh my right. God. I, I, I just heard all the birds go quiet outside the studio waiting <laughs> for <laughs> Every, uh, and all the people on the street were like leaning in with their hand to their ear. <laughs> what? I mean, this studio is where I asked my mother that I'm a power bottom. So you know, what's a sacred space for that? What is a power bottom, Lewis? Um, it's when you're, you know, you're the bottom, you're the receptive partner, but you want to have like options. You want to be in control. You actually want to have most of the say. You know. Yeah. So how does that work? I want, I'm trying to picture that. <laughs> um, you just take over. I don't now, know. are you an active? Um, power bottom, or are you? Yes. Um, oh, a starfish. Oh my God, he's oh, a, I'm very active. He's a producer for Christ's sake. I'm sakes. all over the place. You can't. You no, can't we're talking that. about strobe currently. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Wait, does this mean we just? We I'm never gonna have this another guy from New York as a power bottom. <laughs> no, no, no. We have a power top and we have a power bottom, and um, no, I think he's a bottom. I think he, yeah. I'm verse. I used to with us, Jack. I'm so sorry. I am still with you. Yes, I'm. I'm and, just and sitting Eternal, here. And Tweak Eternal. Tweak Eternal is uh, currently asexual. I, I live in the spirit. <laughs> All right, oh we we've got to get back a little bit back into Jack's story uh, because he's calling us from New York City. Of course, yeah. So we want we actually want to interview you. So tell us a little bit about your music and what's going on with what you're up to. Okay. What gigs do you have? What's going San, on? I think you guys are based in San Francisco, if I'm correct. Yes, we want you to come out here eventually. You come into San Diego. That's pretty, I mean, uh, L.A. as well. That's pretty close. Sure. Well, I, I think I've been coming to San Francisco since 2006. Oh, wow. <laughs> 2007, maybe. Yes, nice. I've been working. I'm one of the guest DJs for um, an after hours at the end up called Shangri-La. Oh, oh, Shangri-La. Oh, okay. I, okay. There we go. We know that uh, production yeah. group. I've actually awesome. DJed for them myself. some nights at Shangri-La. Three times. Yeah. I, I, lo- I that- love the end up. I love the fact that some of the biggest DJs in the world will knuckle down and spin at a dirty little hole like the end up because it's just fabulous there. Such a history. Just, yeah, so yeah. It's got such a history. The, the crowd is wonderfully messy, but they're so <laughs> awesome. I love so it. energetic. That's a great description. K- kudos to Danny Dan, one of the producers. We love him. Yes, Danny does an incredible job. Um, he's producing his calendar. He's keeping a really tight knit but open you know, a group of people there who are the you know the hardcore of uh, the, the crowd. And I've seen them year in year out, and they they keep coming. And it's it's a wonderful place. Um, so I've been. I, I also work on the fetish scene. Um, I am one of your Magnitude DJs. Uh, mm-hmm. I spun for Magnitude for Folsom Street events back in 2012, 2013. I love Magnitude. It's a great party. Magnitude is a wonderful party. Um, so that's that's the other side of what I do. I, I, I do the circuit and I do the, the sort of men only and fetish events. 
Now listen, where uh, Jack, where can people go to, to follow you? What's the best way? Where can people go to follow me? Well, what's online? your IG, babe? Yeah, other than, you My know, I- being a group. What's your handle? <laughs> Okay, you can you can follow me on SoundCloud at DJ Jack Chang, or you can follow me on Instagram at Chang Music, C H A N G M U S I C. DJ Jack Chang on SoundCloud. Yes, I was just there early, and all the mixes, including the new one, Vapoil Del Mar, is there. Ooh, yeah. hey, I, I just I just followed you right now on Instagram. Yes, oh, wonderful. You got a new follow. All our listeners older... should follow Jack Chang right now. Jack, I want to know so how much. you got into DJing and what was your inspiration. Oh, my, my, my inspiration back when I started 23 years ago, I, I guess, was the sheer arrogance that I had when I was 18, thinking I could do better than what the DJs were doing in the clubs. <laughs> it really was that bad. Like, I was sitting there thinking, oh, I could do better. And I started teaching myself to spin. Um, that was in 96, I think. Yeah, Love it. that was a while ago. So you've been touring and DJing and how do you find out about various parties that you want to get into? Is it a style? Is it something personal that you're into? Is it just queer, gay culture? What is it? I think I think these days, because like I said, I've been, I've been doing this for a while. I've, I've built up my own network of, of contacts. So people approach me um, throughout the year and they, they, they bring bookings to me and I, I negotiate with them or I negotiate them through my manager, Chris, in Los Angeles. Have you ever um, performed at Burning Man? No, and I would love to. I, I had an offer last year to do it, um, to join a crew from Seattle driving down. And it, it's one of these things. Uh, I, I have to save my, my weekends to, to travel for work. And when Burning Man comes up, every year when it comes up, a gig comes up and, and work comes first. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, and it's, it's also not, not an easy gig, but if you ever did that gig, there is some really amazing art cars that have a huge following that would be fun I've to seen. get you involved in. And you just have to make a little bit of the time because it does take a little bit to get out there um, and to kind of commit to being in that environment. But um, I it's, highly it's recommend a, it. I've seen it, um, and and I know some of my friends that have been, and you know they've they've told me what what a wonderful experience it is for them, and how, how they go every year. And the, unfortunately, every year when I make plans to to set aside some time, it gets taken away from me. I'm kind of a slave to my own schedule, unfortunately. So, I like I said, what what comes first? But hopefully, one year soon, I'll be able to do it, with my friends. Yeah. Fabulous. Uh, Jack, uh, we, um, you know, we're going to be interviewing Poyo Damar next week. Will you be around by any chance? Uh, I might be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's play that by ear. Uh, we're going to let you go now, but we hope we can get you back a little bit next Wednesday and play Poyle's, the remix you did for her. Uh, and Carly, who's in New York City, too, is going to call in. So it would be great if you were available. But let's uh, work that out uh, during the week. We'll make sure hopefully that can happen. That sounds marvelous. Thank you so much for the little tidbits. I'd love to interview you more and talk a little bit more about your background and uh, inspirations. And maybe we can play a little bit and listen together and talk more about it. I'd be delighted. Thank you so much. This is an intro to Jack Chang, folks, right here on House of Pride Radio, segueing into Late Night Bubbles with Bernadette Bowen. Uh, Jack, you're amazing. We love you. Let's have a nice round of applause for Jack Chang. DJ Jack Chang (laughs) on SoundCloud and Instagram handle is... 
It's Jack Chang Music. music. <laughs> Jack Music. Jack Music. Chang so, Music. Yeah. Oh, Chang Music. Sorry. Chang Music. Chang so music, yeah. check him out on Instagram and SoundCloud. You're listening to Late Night Bubbles now here yes. on Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Bye, Jack. Thank you, House of Pride. All right, Bernie, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, now, we, I, I've set up one interview for you. Uh, I don't have any music. Oh, okay. uh, with David Lasserman. So I'll get that uh, queued up. Awesome. All right. Yay. I'm super happy. Thank you all for listening this evening. I wish we had a little, like, uh... oh, yeah. I have a... We can plug it in. Yeah. Anyway, if you'd like to chat with us or chime in, uh, please listen. Uh, please check us out. Dial in at 415-550-0511. Um, and you can talk to us live here at Mutiny Radio. Um, don't put it next to the don't put it next to electronics. You know the rules. Um, anyway, I'm so excited to be here. We have Strobelicious, we've got Tweaka Turner, and we've got Demetrius Poulos on their way. Um, and so Tweaka, we can't. It would be fun to like. Play a little tune. Okay, can we do it on your phone, honey? Uh, I don't think I can. Did you bring that adapter thing? No, because we're using it. Oh, okay. oh so this evening there's a um, an event at the Box Factory. It's a queer poetry night, and it's all about liberation. Um, so if you're in the hood, it's, it's actually starting at 8 p.m. So over at 865 Florida Street, we've got some queer liberation poetry and uh, excited to support Wingheart and um, classmates and other people. Um, so yeah, head on, head on over to the Box Factory right around the corner from Mutiny Radio. Um, Mutiny Radio has been a local radio station for I don't know how many years, maybe 13 or so. Um, and it has been a, an important cornerstone in the community and love to support Mutiny Radio. Um, I think we might play a little tune. I can just, I can just play it right into the microphone. You try that too. One thing that's on my mind that I want to uh, talk about when we get back is a little bit about climate change, not to be Debbie Downer, but I think it's a, an important topic to uh, discuss. Let's see. Thanks to uh, Leo Frappier who made my uh, SoundCloud. I'm really excited. He just set it up for me, so I was like, oh, I should play it. He set it up like a week ago. My love, nobody else, nobody else. My love, where's the bubbles? Oh, it's out there. I tell myself. One. You know he's only comes too drunk and alone. Two. What you point at me? <laughs> but it's true. Three. 
You ain't getting over him. It's real Frappier's magic. He's really backwards. Okay. All right, we're going to fade out a little bit. We have a caller, which I'm really excited about. Do we have background music, though? All right, Strobe, you take over for two seconds. I'm going to like have a little uh, break here. Your, your microphone is on, right? This is Late Night Bubbles with Bernadette Strobe, Strobe uh, Tweaker Turner, and the scruff. The scruff of San Francisco. Bernadette's just getting her her interview skills together. David, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I can barely hear you a little bit, but I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? Now I hear yeah. you now. Yeah. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? Strobe's doing a gentle fade out. He's a professional. How's it going? Welcome to House of Pride featuring Late Night Bubbles. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Are we I'm fellow well. Dougals or Imperials? What's going on here? We're fellow Imperials. Oh, my uh, gosh. I, I I'm part I'm of um, Emma Peel's court. Right, She's a and I was an empress uh, back in 2000, 2001. I'm the 36th empress of San Francisco, Chablis. Yeah, Empress 51, well, maybe? We're all connected. I was Empress 36. What? Oh, my God. Way, That's amazing. Way back. way back before cell phones. How is your crown aging? The crown is aging well. You know, diamonds don't, you know, diamonds age uh, rhinestones age well. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's doing well. It, it's 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 nicely put away somewhere where it can't get ruined and pull it out every once in a while. But it's, so fun. How did you get involved in the Imperial Court? Oh my God! So um, I had moved here from New York in '87, and somewhere in the early '90s, I had gone into a bar called Chemo's that used to be on Polk Street, and um, there was a drag show going on. And the drag show was d- done by Alexis Miranda, who was the 33rd Empress of San Francisco. Uh, Divas! Yeah. yeah. Oh, Divas, yes. She's from Divas. Anyway, so I, I met them that night, and uh, I just struck up a friendship with them, and then it kind of went from there. And then I got involved. I started getting involved. With, I ran for Miss Gay San Francisco, like, maybe twice, and got first runner-up. And then um, I got involved with the court and decided to run for Empress, and it went from there, and I became an Empress. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, it keeps going, and they keep dragging you back in. They're like, can you do a number, please? Yeah. Well, ha- you know, once, once an empress, always an empress. You know? That's right. And so did you fly around at that time to all the different places in the country, or was it not that big at that time? Oh, no, 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 no. It was big. It was actually bigger. It's gotten, it's gotten less, you know, 
as time has gone on. But no, I went to all the different out of town courts. We went to Hawaii and Alaska and, wow. and Reno and Vegas. And, you know, basically when you're reigning, it's your job to go to out of town coronations and represent San Francisco. And then hopefully their reigning emperor and empresses will come to San Francisco for our coronation. So yeah. Kind of a, and then you have to do all the out of town shows and all that fun stuff. You do all the fun stuff, yeah. And uh, and you meet a lot of people. And, you know, the thing about the Imperial Court is that you basically have friends anywhere you go. You know, you can go anywhere in this country and there'll be a court there and you can meet people and have friends anywhere. That's one of the great things about the organization. I think that's a very unique thing. It's kind of like the underground uh, railroad of crowns, you know, gay, maybe, maybe gay crowns. So you're like, you know, I need a place to crash or I need a trick for the night or, you know, whatever, that you can just tap into that, that underground railroad of crowns. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. So um, I always ask Emma Peel if she ever abused her tiara. Um, and she would just be like, Bernadette, please, would you stop asking me those questions? And I'm like, I know that every empress does it. So do you have an illicit story for us? Because that's what I really want to hear is the dirt of the crown. The dirt of the crown. Oh, there isn't a lot. Well, well, I'm one of the milder empresses. I was never a big drinker or a big you know, party or and stuff like that. So I was kind of mild, but I don't really have any stories uh, that you would like to hear about about abusing the crown. Um, you know, basically, one of the things about being an empress and representing San Francisco is you don't want to abuse your title. You want to use it for good, not bad. But you know, I'm going to tell you that when you're out of town and you're at one of those out of town parties or after parties after something, you know that. Uh, you know, things do go on, but they things say, you know, do go on. on. Out of town stays out of town. But, uh, you know. Oh my God! Everybody, including Emma, has those stories of what goes on. Okay, I, I, I mildly, you know, that was a little bit banal for me, but you know, <laughs> things go on is enough to pique my curiosity. <laughs> um, and so, were you like, in terms of like all the parties and things in San Francisco like there's so many fundraisers and so many things to do did you ever feel like you were overwhelmed or you got worn out you're like I can't meet the you know it was probably what I'm gonna raise ten thousand dollars at that time now they're up to like what fifty thousand or a hundred thousand yeah they try to raise at least fifty thousand and it gets more you know if they can get more that's great and there's a lot of empresses and empresses that come up with some innovative ways to raise money but I will tell you as every empress when you're first elected you think you have to go to everything and you try to you spend you know out of seven days a week I think you spend five nights in drag and you try to hit everything but then somewhere along the line you start realizing that you know some things you don't have to go to and some things and then you have people that in your part of your court like you part of Emma's court that you could send to represent you and say you know but uh, um, in the beginning you're trying to do everything and then have you start learning that you can't do everything you know it's just you just have to really delegate and uh, it's a it's a it's a good thing. There, uh, San Francisco is one of those places where it's one title. In other words, you can only run once for a title of emperor and empress. But there are smaller courts around the country that people run 
a couple of times, like they've rained two or three times. Oh, wow. And what's good about that for them is they've done it once, so they know how to do it a second time, you know, the easier way, not the way, you know, so... It, well, it, I, it I think work. Alameda does that because they don't have anybody. <laughs> no. No, the smaller, you know, we're, we're one of the major... Well, actually, you know, the Imperial Court started here in San Francisco, which is what my film is about, um, but... Uh, um, but a lot of the courts, you know, they're smaller courts, and it's like, you know, we, in San Francisco, you can walk around anywhere in a gown and a crown, and, you know, it's, it's that way. But there's some smaller places around the country where they basically can't do that. And, and being part of the court and going to a court event in a bar is, is a big social event for them, you know, and, and they, they enjoy doing that. Um, so there's a lot of people who are now also like very sober in the scene. And I feel like that is a really awesome attribute of people kind of being able to be themselves and do whatever they want to do without judgment. Um, and I really appreciate the sort of like seriousness that people have all joking aside is that people do raise a lot of money. People do care about, you know, uh, donating and bringing awareness to various causes and also not necessarily sobriety, but just not like pushing the level anymore. We have a, a lot of, you know, issues, um, in various scenes in San Francisco. And I feel like, uh, the Imperial and the Ducal courts really help to kind of shape younger people who are coming up or, you know, just kind of like set the tone for, you know, let's do something good and like have some decorum and wanted to kind of get your thoughts around that. Well, actually, you know, that's a very good analogy. Um, the, the court systems do give a good example to, you know, people that are coming into the to their gay system, um, especially people that want to start doing drag and, and getting involved. In San Francisco, uh, it's a very um, community place where, you know, they, they raise money when needed, whether it's a small event to raise money because somebody, you know, can't pay their rent to a large event where they're raising money for, you know, the uh, the uh, the AIDS Foundation or something like that. So we're we're very, we're we're a very giving um, city here. Unfortunately, the people that used to look up to the Imperial Court as a way to get involved and learn about, let's say, the drag lifestyle, are now watching RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, and so they're, they're you know, and, and also the social media has, with social media, people don't need to go to events as much to to be involved. They can make a donation online and. You know, so things have changed, you know, over the 50 years, which is another uh, fact that the movie looks uh, looks into. Um, but there are people like when uh, somebody's elected, like, like, how did you come in? Did you know Emma or how did you come into Emma's court? Um, <laughs> Emma actually uh, was like, OK, so I'm going to be doing this thing and I need you to help me get like a Burning Man bus and I'm going to give you a title and it basically we're going to like sing and do drag and you know you can get on the microphone and you know MC and I need you to just like run around the city and <laughs> and basically proselytize for me and I was like okay got it um and it was actually a really amazing thing i started going to a bunch of the meetings and as you can tell i'm female uh but i've been in the the gay and the queer scene for as long as i can remember um so for me it was a really interesting experience seeing how people were organizing around these various causes with you know these tiaras and these titles and how seriously people took it 
Um, so I was really appreciative of the work that people were doing and I'm an artist. So I was definitely like, of course I'll perform, I'll MC, I'll do whatever. Um, I have lots of Burning Man friends and art cars. So that's what we did and basically organized a big bus and got everybody on it, so to speak, in a San Francisco way. And, um, Emma just kind of took it and we just had a lot of people and a lot of positivity and that was kind of how I engaged in the process. And then there was all these things like investiture. And I'm like, what the fuck is investiture? What the <laughs> hell does that mean? And I was like, wait, it's, this is really kind of modeling, you know, a real court system. And just saw like how really committed people were. And um, I was just really impressed by everybody. And many, and many, many empresses that have been elected and come into the court, and empresses that come into the court system, have done just the same thing that Emma did. They get people involved, such as yourself, and give them a chance to see what it's all about, and give them a chance to see a world that they may not even have known existed. And that's how you know the court continues to grow through efforts like that. Yeah, and then on the other side, you know, the little um, ugly brother and sister, the Ducal Court. Um, <laughs> little ugly well. brother and sister. <laughs> Uh, so Strobe, who's here, is the uh, former king of hearts. I'm part of that ugly brother system. And yeah. uh, Strobe on the Wait, Ducal so is side. Bernadette, Bernadette, <laughs> you're, Bernadette is a know. title in the Ducal court. <laughs> just so you know, those words didn't come from me. They came from you. So I'm just saying that ugly brother and sister. No, actually, you know. I heard that the Ducals were sort of like the cuckoo queens, and they were like the fun, merry pranksters. And so I was like, what? going on over there and strobe was just like hey you should come do this and be part of this uh group and so i became miss royal bunny several years back um and raised a bunch of money and had a great time doing it uh myself and uh gareth garage gooch so Mm -hmm. um yeah and that's been really fun to do the easter in the park with the sisters and the after party at cafe floor um Wow. Oh, yeah. We were both there this past Easter. That was a fun we party. We were. Yeah. And someone put MDMA in my bubbles. Really? <laughs> I literally was like on stage and all of a sudden I was just like, I don't think I feel okay. Oh That's why like they were trying to find you for like an hour. They're like, Burnett Bohan, can Burnett Bohan please report to the front? MGM Brand is like, you're next, you're next, you're next. And I, and I, it's funny because I literally, I got into bed that night on time and you know, I, I was totally fine the next day, but I was like, I think someone slipped a Mickey in me drink. So, <laughs> cause I was feeling funky. It was a great performance though. Yeah. It was fun. But it was in a space that you, that, that worked for that. You were out at the sister's uh, Easter in the park there. So it kind of worked. Yeah. Well, I feel like the Ducals are a little sloppier, but you know, uh, maybe not. <laughs> sloppier I think. and poppier. Both, both, yeah. both organizations do a good job and raise money for charity and have rules and regulations they need to follow to keep that system going alive. Um, the Ducals are a little bit more lax, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I just mean that this the way it is. They're a little bit more lax with you know what they do and how they go about raising money, which is a wonderful thing. So, so, so I can, you know, I don't want to say that. The Imperials aren't fun, but, you know, the, the Dougals appear to be a little bit more fun because of, the, because of the kind of events they do and the kind of titles they give. You know, like, you know, the they're really fun titles. The, yeah. The Bunnies and the Queen of Hearts and things yeah. like that. The Imperials have a, wonder, a group of wonderful titles as well, like Cowboy Cowgirl. 
Mr. Also, Gay, too, the um, the tiaras are a lot lower and smaller, and I didn't actually get one. So no I one made, gave Bernadette a, a tiara. I didn't get my own tiara, so I'm an artist, so I freaking made one with a little <laughs> crown and buddy ears and flowers, and I rocked that thing all freaking year. And then when I uh, was turning over my bunny ears and crown, I made bunny ears and a crown for my, my predecessor. My successor, yeah. I should say. That, that's how it should be. That you're supposed to make um, provide the crown. The one stepping in provides the crown for the next one. I think that's how it works. The the crowns that you all gave when you were like king and queen of hearts um, with sable were, were like ten feet tall. They were ridiculous. Oh, because it's sable. So yeah. <laughs> um, but I do. Yeah, I would say that the imperials are a little bit more elaborate in costuming and and crowns and all of that stuff. But we um, all work. We work together side by side, and the Imperials and Ducals work together side by side. We all really love each other, though. So, let's bring it back to modern day and get out of the past. Are you currently active with the Imperial Court? Do you perform? What do you do in the city now that the landscape has changed so much? Talk to me about your your current world. Well, my current world, um, first of all, um, hopefully we'll get to the fact of, about the documentary that I produced, but um, the, I still... No, that's how we do it. We talk about all the other gossipy shit, and then we just and announce the documentary at the end. Oh, just okay. kidding, just kidding. <laughs> In the last minute, oh, by the way, this documentary, um, I, I don't do drag... I do want to say, just to interrupt you really quick, um, I'm too young, but I do know the show M.A.S.H., but your voice sounds like one of the guys from MASH. I'm going to fucking Google it because it's uncanny. But anyway, back to you. Current life. I'm trying to figure out which voice that would be, but you'll have to... Alan Alda! Alan Alda. I sound like Alan Alda. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm, I'm going to look up a soundbite. Okay. I um, did voiceover for the film, and, and people said, you know, you should be a voiceover actor so um, it might be another career for me anyway you do have a nice radio voice thank you thank you um i don't do drag as much as i used to but i still support the court um 100 percent um i sat on the board for many years um once i um stepped down from the board i still attend the meetings but and i you know i support events i support every new title holder that comes into the system so i'm still very much involved and for the last well, it's six years now. Uh, for, it took five years, and we put together. Um, I had a dream of doing a documentary showcasing uh, this wonderful organization in the city and how it started, how it got started, and what it meant to the gay community um, back then and what it means now. Um, uh, the documentary is called 50 Years of Fabulous, and it follows Jose Saria, who was the first openly gay man to run for public office before Harvey Milk. Um, and he started this organization. Um, to the Tavern Guild, and he called it the Imperial Court, and gave himself the title of Empress, which followed uh, from Emperor Norton. He decided to be the the, the widow Empress, the widow Norton. Um, and he started an organization. And in the when the organization first started, it basically was a social club. I mean, you know, it, it basically it was just you know you, you became you became an emperor and empress, and you went to the bar and you drank, and it was you know it was a social club. Um, when the AIDS epidemic hit in the in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, uh, the Imperial Court was one of the first organizations to step up and raise money for charity. And um, it was, and it's gone from there. There are over 70 affiliate organizations across the country, uh, including Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii, and all do the same thing. They raise money for charity. 
and they do that all it's a it's a purely volunteer organization nobody gets paid for anything that they do i think it's so amazing that you're doing a documentary on this because it is such a like piece of san francisco fabric that is such an important group um in terms of just like the good work that um, folks do and the various causes that um, each, you know, emperor and empress and the court um, are passionate about. Um, so how how did you get inspired to do the documentary? Like, tell me a little bit about the story and what inspired you. Well, I've been inspired by the court ever since I've been involved with the court, which is uh, from when I first, it's going to be like almost 30 years from when I first uh that went to the court, um, and I always wanted to do something on the court. For a while, um, in my the heyday of my drag career, I had a, a cable access talk show called City People's Jubilee, and basically um, we covered a lot of the events going on with Imperial and Duple as well. And I also wrote a column for a paper that was out a while ago called Spectrum, called Keeping the Court. So I was, you know, I kind of reported on everything that was going on with the Imperial family. Um, I did an interview with Jose back in 2004 uh, for for my um, film, for my TV show at the time, Um, and uh, that plays a big part in the movie, in the documentary now. So we have Jose basically narrates his his own life story, which is wonderful. Um, So I wanted to do a documentary, um, and I started working with a wonderful filmmaker named Amir Jaffer. I love Amir! You love Amir? Yeah, so do I. He's a wonderful, great guy. And we started, uh, we just started filming. We started just going to uh, coronations, and we started just doing interviews, and and we went to, um, um, we went to the, um, Gay Pride Festival and trying to interview people and everything went great. And then um, um, Amir, being the wonderful, talented person he is, had to move on to some bigger, bigger projects. So then we brought on another wonderful filmmaker named Jethro Pantalinkuk, and he came on. And Jethro! Yeah, yeah, like Jethro, is he Mr. Golden Gate or Mr. San Francisco? No, he I forget. Was Mr. Gay. He was a Mr. Gay San Francisco. Oh yeah, that's right. I believe two thousand. Uh, Two, two years ago, I think it was. Yep. Um, but he knew nothing about the court. I met with him, and I, t- I talked about, well, this is what I'm doing, and this is what, you know, what we want to do. And, and he basically now is one of the most, he knows more about the court than anybody with all the um, um, searching and everything he did uh, to, to learn about the court. So anyway, we work, I worked with Jethro. We, put this one, we did interviews. We put a wonderful movie together. Um, and then we brought on a wonderful um, producer named Mark Smolowitz, who I'm sure you probably know him as well, um, with his organization, 13th Gen. And he came on and looked at what we were doing and said, okay, so here's how you make it better and here's how you make it uh, ready for film festivals. And, and he brought on some people to be involved. And, and cool. it, it just it just went from there and now we've uh, to this point we've done 18 film festivals and one uh wow. i think uh, we won an award in palm springs um for for audience favorite uh, we're also doing we we now have a a, a distributor frameline is our distributor and awesome love frameline feeds, and uh, uh we're actually doing this coming saturday uh, September 9th, we're doing a tribute to the old Marlena's Bar, which is in Hayes Valley. And they have an outdoor screen, and they're going to be doing a little drag show to celebrate Marlena. Marlena, And then they're going to be showing uh, the documentary. Oh, uh, oh so my God, great. Wait, so yeah, um, I love all this information. I just want to repeat the event at uh, the former Marlena's in Hayes Valley, which is right across from the um, little park there where they usually have the Burning Man sculpture. So what night mm-hmm. and when? 
So this Saturday night, November 9th, um, it's at, there's a big screen. It's called The Proxy, which is the big oh, yeah. screen that's there. Yep. Um, and they're doing an outdoor. They're going to be showing it there. It's going to be um, uh, there will be seating and there's going to be a drag show. There's going to be raffles and uh, um, it should be it's going to be a little chilly. Uh, I think it's going to be like 48 degrees tonight, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's a tribute to Marlena, who's who's turning. 80. No, my God. And so it's a tribute to Mar- to the bar that used to be there. As you know about Marlena's bar, it was one of the major hubbubs for the Imperial Court. With the, with the, They raised over the years, they raised like a quarter million dollars in Marlena's bar for all the years that she was there. They, it's so amazing. Uh, we, and I remember yeah. the closing of Marlena's. What a like amazing night and celebration and how many people went through there and how many performances and... What an iconic bar, and you know they are such an iconic person, and so generous. And um, you know it's funny because I moved to San Francisco almost 20 years ago as a little hippie girl, and I went down to that bar, and I had no fucking clue what drag and all this <laughs> stuff was. And it just became such a wonderful thing to go attend and check out. And as an artist, I was always so inspired by the crazy performances and the things that I saw. And I was just blown away um, and then was so sad when that closed. So I'm really excited to hear that this is honoring Marlena and the bar and the documentary gets to be shown. And we'll definitely have to post that across um, all of our groups on Facebook and different um, areas so that you guys have a nice attendance because that sounds like a really amazing evening. Yes. It, it's also um, a benefit for the um, L. GLBT Historical Society, and, and oh. they're actually a co-presenter of the film. They donated a lot of the historical footage that you see in the film as well. So so it's a benefit, as well as a drag show, as well as viewing the movie. It's going to be a fun evening. And I know that the uh, Historical Society right now is trying to get a lot of money together because they're trying to move to the Castro and get in a bigger space, I think, right? Yes, 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 they are. Can we highlight any of the drag performers? Um, well, it's going to be, I can tell you that Galilea, Ah, old school. For all those years, is pulling out some of her old. I know there's Galilea. I know there's um, um, Angelina Josephina Manicotti. I know there's uh, um, Tiger Lily. There's Tiger Lily, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a bunch of girls that performed uh, in the old days at Marlena's, and um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So the event starts. I believe the drag show. The, the event starts at 5, and the drag show starts from 6 to, like, 7, and then the the film starts at 7.15, and uh, it's going to be a funny thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you'll see a lot of, there'll be a lot of familiar faces that were involved with Marlena's Bar uh, over the years, as well as the chance to see a movie. And the movie also does spotlight Marlena and the bar as well, so it's, it'll be a good, it'll be a fun evening. So cool. And um, so where can people see the documentary? Is it available for people to... Not just... Not just yet. Um, okay. We are, but uh, Frameline 
you know, has a, a job to do, and hopefully they're going to, you know, they plan on getting it on all the uh, video platforms like uh, Amazon and Netflix and such. And also the uh, DVD of the film is available, will be available, um, so you can buy a DVD of the film. And another thing they're interested in doing, um, starting next year, they're going to be teaching gay history in the high schools, and they're interested in putting our film in their curriculum because it's a historical look at gay life from the 60s when it was illegal till now and how they how the uh, the gay community has changed and how the organization has changed with the community. So the film has a good future in, uh, for, it, for it, and um, hopefully you'll get to see it. Wow, that's so awesome. I'm really inspired. Thank you so much for just giving us a little slice into the history and a little bit about the documentary and what an awesome party it sounds like. Um, and I hope that your screenings keep going and that you're able to tour it around and share with more people and share like all that is San Francisco, the wonderful history, um, the struggle, and also the ways that people have organized themselves to celebrate you know queerness gayness otherness and how community building is so important um and doing it with a tongue-in-cheek kind of way yeah but the film strives to say is that you can be whatever you want to be and you can be that here in san francisco wait one more time you can be whatever you want to be, but what? You can be whatever you want to be, and you can be that in San Francisco. Yay. Uh, it's true, and I still think, you know, despite all of the, you know, housing issues and homeless issues and evictions um, and that the demographic has changed in San Francisco, there are still so many beautiful, wonderful people here. There's a core of you know awesome people who are holding it down whether Fighting you're back. yeah artists or whatever and you know given this tough political climate i feel like these celebratory films documentaries um and you know outlets of expression and documentation are critical to um letting people really kind of share that beautifulness with other people and to know that a life uh is possible doing things that aren't mainstream that's true um there is there is a lot of gay history and it's our job as older uh gay people i guess to teach the younger generations coming up uh, a lot of the younger generation has seen the film didn't even know about half the stuff that went on they just knew that you know as of today they can get married and all the rights they have today but they didn't know how we fought to get those rights so it's our job to, to spread the knowledge uh, and keep doing that as well. So well, thank you so much for doing such amazing work and being part of the fabric of San Francisco and the imperial court system and doing this important artistic uh, documentary on the Ducal art and the um, imperial court. I guess that encompasses the Ducal as well. Um, yeah. But it's really critical, as I said, to kind of allow this information and historical piece of work to be shared and spread and educated um, lots of other people. Yes. Yeah. So uh, thank you for having me and letting me talk about a little bit of my life. Um, the, hopefully you'll get the information out. The tickets uh, for, the, for the film screening are on Eventbrite. Um, you can get them there. And uh, hopefully What's the, How will people search for it? Um, you know what? There's a whole link that I can send you. Um, I don't, you know, there's a link that takes you to the Eventbrite uh, page. 
Okay, but if people were to just type it in on Eventbrite, would they look at... What's the name of the event? Yeah, Imperial... It's called... um, Strobes typing it in. It's called... I think it's called... You know what? I don't even know what the name of the event is. What's the name of the the movie? The screening screening of 50 Years of Fabulous. It's a tribute to to Marlena um, and it's being produced by uh, Emperor uh, John Carrillo and and then uh, William Buckley as well. Oh, yeah. Bill. I love love Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Bill. So, and you found it. It's called, oh, movie it's, it's, it's called movie it's called night it's called movie night in Hayes night. valley now, 50 years of fabulousness there it is there yep. it is you found it yes so you have the information there you can get that out there to and let everybody know um and i think uh tickets are selling fast too so so um it's only 20 dollars, which sounds like a great price because you get a show and like a screening of a movie so it's like for the, that's like the price of a regular movie so you get like a movie and a show um, Saturday, um, it says from 69 um, on the Eventbrite link um, on Octavia Street in San Francisco. Saturday, November 9th. So this Saturday yes. coming up. Yep. Amazing. Yep. And if you go to Hayes Valley, we want to see everyone in drag and showing your true colors and definitely want to see everyone supporting this amazing cause and bring all your dollars for the queens and bring your <laughs> 20s, 50s, and 100s for the great cause. And I just want to say thank you again so much for joining us here at House of Pride and Late Night Bubbles Take Over uh, with Tweeka Turner, myself, Bernadette, and Strome. Um, yeah, so after the event, we'd love to talk to you a little bit more. So definitely uh, schedule up some time and it would be fun to talk a little bit further. But thank you so much for being part of the show this evening. And uh, we will definitely promote... All right. Have a good rest of the evening. All right. Thank you. You too. Thanks for joining. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Late Night Bubbles here at House of Pride on Mutiny Radio. That sounds like an orgy. It's a fun time Uh, by all. uh, Art. Uh, Bernie, man. Uh, Bubbles. (laughs) I'm going to let Tweeka take over because I got to take a pee. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up, Strobe. What do you think? I th- I concur, and I need a drink as well. All right, well, you guys uh, open up the bubbles. Folks, thank you. Wasn't this fun tonight? We had Persia and St. Clair, Miss St. Clair, doing their um, Ladies on a uh, Budget show every first Wednesday of the month. Um, and Bernadette's back with Late Night Bubbles. Uh, we're going to have her back as much as she wants because House of Pride just loves her. Uh, join us next Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m., live from San Francisco, the House of Pride show on Mutiny Radio. All right, back to regular programming, and uh, we're signing off tonight. Here's Tweek Turner, and love you guys. See you next Wednesday. Done, done? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what I miss? The show. <laughs> 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 I watched that.